From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Yeah, we're on the phone for the Fans of Blue Blue Show, the Dugout Podcast. Uh, we're going to uh, talk a little bit what happened uh, with the split uh, wins with the Astros. Uh, I think we can all say – we can say, say that we're probably going to run into this team at some point in the playoffs, probably in the ALCS. And we're going to talk about the first barometer of batches of games with them, uh, how annoyed I was over the weekend, even in the split. We should be fortunate with the split. But also on top of that, we got them – this week, actually. Uh, so we play them again in Houston, and we'll, we'll see what's going to happen in, in another showdown in Houston. Uh, Susie probably the Yankee Blue. Got Carl with us. Hey, hey Susie Pro, say hello to the people. How you doing? Looking forward to your thoughts. Let's jump right into it because we got a game versus the Athletics right now. We got to get back into that game about 35 minutes from now. How you doing, Susie? Dude, can you believe that we hate Houston more than the Red Sox? This happened. Yes. This happened. Yes. This happened in 2017. You made me reflect on this the other day, and I said, you know, I didn't really pay any mind to the Houston Astros. They played in the National League for most of our lives. And then 2017 happened. And now, clearly, they are the most hated team of Yankee fans in all of baseball right now, and it happened. And and you know what? Thank God we got the split what? because I think I'd be more angry right now. You mentioned 2017. What about 2019 too? Listen, I'm saying since since oh, 2017. Since. Oh, since 2019. Since. Oh, gotcha. I'm saying since 2017, dude. That's when the hatred started for me. Anyway, I mean, I'm just I'm putting a date on it. Five years. I have hated the Houston Astros more than the Boston Red Sox. That's crazy. That's crazy. But, yeah, yeah. thank God we split the series, dude, because I would have more a, a more angry, angry tone. But I'm, I'm, I'm okay right now. We are we are brother and sister in this, Susie Pro. Right, let me tell you. I, I'm going to get Carl and, and Kristen on. we got, we got to get their thoughts. But – I asked a whole bunch of Yankee fans, and a lot of them agree with us. That like, I'm not the only one who sees it like you and me. You know what nah. I'm saying? Like, nah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad. Uh-uh. I, I mean, I tell you, I, I, you, you provoked that in my mind. I hadn't even really thought about it. There's just like this hatred of them. And then you were like, dude, do you hate them more than Red Sox? And I'm like, oh, God. I've got to really answer that question. And then people were writing to me, do you wish we were playing the Red Sox now? Do you want to beat them more than you want to beat the Astros? And I'm like, dang, you know what, Steve? You got me thinking. Please. Like, I really yeah. hate that. I need that piece. I need that article. I need to see that because I need to read on it and reflect and <laughs> really think off of what you're saying. I'm, de- I'm dead serious, man. Hey, hey, let's we'll talk. Carl, yeah. say hello to the people. How you doing? We'll get Kristen on. Carl, what's up, man? How you doing, man? Hey, a pleasant good evening, everybody. I leave I leave baseball for eight weeks, and all of a sudden, all this stuff happens. My goodness, it's crazy, man. I I I, I thought I lost my soul on Saturday. Did I miss anything? It, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, Carl. Man, we'll talk, man. And Kristen, hey, how you doing? Take Grimaldi, how you doing? She was there. She was just there seconds ago. We'll bring her back on. Maybe we'll bring her back on. Uh, but yeah, Susie, probably we'll jump in. We'll talk about what happened on um, all the games versus Houston, because I'm with you. Like historically, of course, it's the Red Sox, but I took it a step further. And Carl, we, we're fans of the same teams. As of right now, today, I hate the Astros more than any team in professional sports. I can say that <laughs> confidently. As a Knicks fan, as a Giant fan, a Yankee fan, a Ranger fan, it's not the Penguins, it's not the Islanders, it's not the Devils, it's not the Mets, it's not the Celtics, it's none of them. The Heat, it's the Houston Astros, easily, because of the things you said. Kristen, say hello to the people. We saw you, you, saw you dropped off. How you doing? Hi, guys. How's everybody doing? Who do you hate? I'm well. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, everybody knows I absolutely hate Boston. I, I, I can't even tell you. I had a new level of hate, I would say, for Houston. <laughs> it, it, it just elevated. The, the smirks, yeah. the, 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 the look on Springer and, and the smirks from Altuve, the little jabs, the look, that shit just made me so upset this weekend. I can't even tell you. So when the question came up, right now, they're pretty much neck and neck right now. I mean, I was, I was very upset this weekend. I was, I was really upset. Like, I almost turned off the TV. That's how desperate I am. I was fuming. I, I don't think I've been in that all year. You know, and they're high-fiving each other. And I said, this can't be it. This can't be it. This, no, they can't. They got a rally. They got a rally, right? They've been doing this all along. Come on. But, you know, it was a good run. I'm not even going to complain. I'm happy with the ending. Yesterday was like icing on the cake. It was the biggest F you to everybody. So, you know what? I'm good with it. I, I'm I'm comfy. I'm comfy right now. But, yeah, it was a new level of hatred for the, for the Astros. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Susie, probably let's go back to you, and we'll get Tristan and, and Carl's thoughts as well. And uh, from a fan perspective, like I've been in games in Houston over the last, within the last three, four years, right? In baseball games, physically in person in Houston, and I have been in Fenway. And in Boston is brutal. It is what it is in Boston. No matter if I go there as a Knicks fan, been there as a Yankee fan in Fenway. But I'm telling you, man. Houston, they're they're talking a lot of shit down there, and it's annoying a lot of shit. That's why I say from that type of angle, and like what Kristen said, what, you know, when Carlos Correa was on the team, uh, the Smirks when Springer was on the team, and then the Altuve is just killing. Matter of fact, Susie, probably, I, I'm gonna pass it to you. He he surpassed David Ortiz as most most hated baseball player. He he's he surpassed him. Altuve. Um, Keeping their pitch count 
fairly low. I mean, I'm a little annoyed. Montgomery, I'm looking at it right now. It's the top of the third, and he's got 45 pitches. That's not where I'd like us to be. I'd like us to be, you know, keeping with, you know, um, lower pitch counts, more strikes. But I have to say, I, I can't, I can't get mad at that. What I can get mad at is Gallo striking out with runners in scoring position when you should at least get a base hit. As much as I want to punt Aaron Hicks to <laughs> the fences, he at least did something correct. But I yeah. have to say, like the guys like Judge, give him every dollar that we have. Like, open up the coffers, dude, because this guy is the real deal. And somehow he's staying healthy, thank goodness. We figured out that we can't play him on turf multiple days in a row. That's fine. Let him take a break. But that guy, we got to pay. And I tell you what, the, the best move all season has to be IKF. I feel so confident in our middle infielders now that I don't have to worry that we're going to, like, let balls squirt through that should have been caught and should have been played out correctly because now we have some true defense. I'm not a fan of Josh Donaldson, but he's a terrific third baseman. He's got a big mouth. I wish he would shut his mouth. But he he adds so much defensively that we're winning ball games. We put ourselves in really good positions to win ball games, and then we get up there and we swing the bat. Rizzo, Judge, Stanton, everybody seems to be more confident. And I don't know if it's the starting pitching that's making them confident. I don't know if it's the bullpen that's making them confident or the defense. But maybe it's all three. And, and we're rolling the dice and we're winning. And you know what? Thank God we got out of that series the way we did because we don't need anything to break our mojo. And that's where I'll, I'll, I'll lay it down for the rest of the guys to, to comment. All right. All right, cool. Let's go to Carl. Uh, what are your thoughts, man? At the beginning of the season, I wasn't confident on the pitching, and I don't think you were because of the, the trend. But they've, you know, this season they've they've done well, and because they've done well, and the hitting has picked up, we are where we are with a significant lead in the division. I didn't see this coming. What about you, sir? I mean, nobody saw fifty-three and twenty coming. I mean. If you would have told me before the season started that the Yankees would have, you know, three pitchers pitching or four pitchers. No, actually, no, take back. Uh, five pitchers pitching to 3.2 or less ERAs over 70 innings, I probably would have told you that that team is going to be really, 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 really good. But, you know, up until, you know, Tyone's last two starts, he was pitching, you know, like, you know, one of the top, you know, seven or eight pitchers in the league. Uh, Cortez, up until his last couple of starts, was pitching like one of those, you know, five best pitchers in the league. You know, no one had that going into the season. That's something that you could not have um, factored into the equation. Now they're going to, I believe, level off. I, I, I don't think that, you know, 1.5, and at the time, time was doing really well. I think it was 2.6. You know, I don't think that will be the the end result, you know, when it's all said and done. Severino's to be determined. I mean, he's coming back from, you know, all the time that he's missing. He hasn't had enough innings to really build up. So we don't know exactly you know how many innings all these guys are going to go um but even montgomery as we watch him even tonight i think going into tonight's start i think his era was 2.97 like no come on nobody no, no nobody could have foreseen that and you know the other thing too you know the yankees have hit the most home runs in the league and they've given up the fewest and in a sport where home runs are the dominant factor between winning and losing games not singles not stolen bases not all that not, not all that other nonsense it's whether or not you can hit the ball at the ballpark or whether you can stop an opponent from doing so. The Yankees are number one in both. They, they hit it out, and they stop you from doing that. that. Once you factor those two things in, and on top of you know high-end bullpen um, uh, conversion rates in the eighth and in the ninth inning, particularly Clay Holmes, I mean, that, that trade, I mean, well, I could probably get into that later. That trade is probably, at this exact moment, one of the biggest steals in the last number of years, you to get a closer to, to perform like that at that, you know, who wasn't even a closer at the time the season started to, to perform, you know, 
at, at, a, at a .50 ERA over over 30, 34 innings now like that is incredible. And so there's been a lot of unforeseen things that have happened. I, I, I do find it you know, interesting that no one's calling Boone an idiot anymore or Cashman an idiot anymore. I, I see that that has mysteriously ceased um, since about, I don't know, the early part of April. But, you know, we'll, we'll let that go. Um, as far as this weekend goes, I think the weekend told me that despite what some of the fans may believe, the Houston Astros are going to be heard from by the time this is all said and done, you know, they've been the standard bearers of the AL for the last six years, starting from 2017 with the world series, ALCS world series. Uh, I think they were down Oh three against Tampa. They came back to force the game seven. And then last year they, they won the pennant. Like this has been what they have been for all this time. Like you're, they weren't just, they, that team is not going away quietly. And you know, last, the last basically two years, Verlander has not pitched essentially an inning in the in the season and a half when you factor in the 60 games and he's here now until you know further notice so you know in a hypothetical postseason series no matter how many games the yankees win you know they they're on pace to win what 119 120 games you know if if a, that has no bearing on a, on a five or a seven game playoff series if verlander is rolling into the stadium you know on october i don't know 15th or whatever the date's going to be and pitching game one even though the yankees have coal the astros are not going to are not backing up anywhere. You know, they have, you know, over time they've lost players, lost a lot of quality players, but they have replaced so far, you know, about 75% of what they have lost. You know, they've lost Cole and they have been able to replace him with younger players. The Astros are going to be heard from um, by the time this is all done. I think the Yankees are going to have to beat them to get to, to get there where, where they want to go. And, um, I, I, the one thing that, you know, does concern you is the fact that the Astros, have the ability to pitch as well as they can um, the eighth and ninth inning notwithstanding. Now, the Astros would probably tell you that they would be willing to play the same games out the last four days and just hope for better results. I don't know if the Yankees would do that, considering the, 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 the amount of hits that the Yankees had over the first you know four games of the series. If I'm looking at the numbers, let me see. They had four hits on Sunday. They had no hits on Saturday. They had five hits on Friday. And before Hicks hit the three-run home run on Thursday, they had two hits. You know, there's not much you can do with that, <laughs> you know, between hits, unless you're hitting the ball at the ballpark, and, and the Yankees, in fact, were on Thursday and Sunday. So that is going to be a, a thing here, and it's something to be watching going forward. Cool, cool. Christian, what's your, what's your thoughts? You know, I, I, can't, I really have nothing bad to say. These guys are – the consistency is there. The bullpen is good. We're hitting collectively. There's nothing to complain about. Just hopefully everybody just stays healthy. That's all we hope for. You know, minimal injuries. You know, this time last year we had a bunch of guys out, but we were still making it happen. This is different. This season is different. I don't know what it is, but the vibe is different. The camaraderie is different than last season. And even the season before that, these guys are so close. It's it's ridiculous, and that 90% of it, they just want to win. They can't lose. When they lose, they take it really personal this time. It's different this year for whatever reason. I hope you guys all agree with me because that's how I feel. (laughs) Different Mm -hmm. energy at the games, just different. It's just different this year, and it feels so good to just finally, like, (sighs) breathe a little bit, you know? But back to Hicks, my, one of my favorite guys. I love talking about this guy. <laughs> I don't even think he believed that he did what he did the other night because he said, aw, damn, when he hit that ball. Then, that, that's fine. He's off the hook with that. I'll take that from Hicks. Then he goes and tweaks his friggin' ankle during the game. And I said, oh, that's it. That's it. As a Yankee fan, that's it. He's done. He's out for the season. He got his one hit, one hit wonder, and he's done. So thank God he wasn't really seriously injured. I'm thankful about that. But I like busting his chops. But I'm glad he came through this weekend. I'm very thankful. DJ, I love him. I love what he's doing. He's just so poised and so calm. It's scary. You never know what you're going to get out of this guy. He's got such a good poker face. Um I just, Boone's doing a good job. The rotation is great. 
you know, he's he's keeping guys rested. If he has to rest judge, it's like, uh, yeah, we miss him, but not really on the field it doesn't show because the guys come together and they rally. And for us to be rallying in the eighth and ninth is just absolutely spectacular. That That's what's making the game. Nobody's leaving the game anymore in the seventh and, you know, eighth, maybe bottom of the eighth, top of the ninth. They start, you know, everybody starts falling, filing out, going out to the parking lot. Not this time. Everybody stays to the end of the game. Everybody. Nobody wants to miss anything. God forbid you leave the stadium for a second, you're going to miss something. But they're just doing so well. It's The energy is so great. Watching all these guys do so well, each and every one of them, it's, it's fantastic. When somebody starts sliding, Montgomery just didn't have a good inning just now, but um, Oakland's yeah, up 5-1. On that? Did, yeah, yeah, I was watching that. What, what are your thoughts on, um, you know, uh, in this third inning with Montgomery as we're watching that? I, I agree with Susie. I mean, the pitch count is a little ridiculous. It's the bottom of the third, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. And it was just bases loaded. I mean, it almost looked like a freaking grand slam. I thought that ball was going over the freaking wall. And it just was short. It was just tucked in the corner, so enough for a, a couple of runs to go in. But I don't know. Montgomery's got to, first of all, he's got to pick up his pitches because he's, now he's throwing them in the friggin' dirt. Um, I don't know. He's just got to be poised and stay calm. He can straighten out. But if he doesn't, hopefully just Boone will just sit him down. That was a little scary. They're mm-hmm. showing it again. And it's, you know. You can't afford to do that <laughs> two outs. I get it, but he's not that guy to for us to be that confident in him really getting him out. So yeah, now you got the bases loaded, two outs, and you just fed this guy a friggin' meatball. Mm. So we'll see. Well, there's a runner on first, so it's five one. Judges up, bottom of the yeah, first. Yeah. All right, all right. Got a lot of game left. Um, uh, you know, there's nothing much major to complain about because we got a nice, comfortable lead in the division. Um, you know, I don't want to nitpick, but there's things I like that Glaber Torres is batting better this go around. And I want to actually get Susie Props and even Carl Stoltz, even you, Christian, on um, on DJ LeMahieu. You think the better batting days has behind him? I mean, he used to be a very before the contract. He was a very good hit for average kind of guy, silver slugger and all of that. And, you know, after the contract, not so much per se, but he still gets the job done. He had the big home run the other day. Uh, Jameson Tyon, I thought in the Houston game, the performance, I, I thought uh, he had a little bit of uh, a little rough in with that, that Houston Astros lineup. But uh, just to go back to Susie Prov, what are your thoughts on LeMahieu batting-wise's approach to the play? I know defensively we're cool with the middle infield, and I like that. But what are your other thoughts on Susie Craw uh, as we go around and get thoughts on the season thus far? Yeah. Yeah, listen, the last two years, it was D.J. LeMahieu that was anchoring this team. Now mm-hmm. you have so many players contributing. So it's like he's not in the spotlight as much as he used to be. Is he hitting? Yeah, he hits consistently. I want that guy in the lineup every single night. But he isn't, isn't anchoring the team. He's not where the spotlight is, right? So he's just going in and being a regular player. He's not, he's not the heroic, oh, God, DJ LeMahieu's saving us again kind of player anymore. He's, he, he's doing what he needs to do. I've got nothing against him. And, and he's not like the superhero. He's like Captain America coming in and you know, slinging his shield around and taking people down. It's now we've got Rizzo, we've got Stanton, we've got Judge, we've even got uh, Donaldson from time to time. We've got <laughs> Trevino behind the plate contributing, IKF contributing. So he's just among all the other players. He's not the one that's like the spotlight is on him. He's the standout. I am perfectly happy. Do I want him to hit more? Yes, of course. But I am not unhappy with the way he contributes to this team. You mentioned defensively. I mean, who can play just about every infield position well? Nobody. Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody. 
anybody across the league that can contribute that level of MVP to all those different positions. And and you know what? Put him anywhere you want in the lineup at any time, and and the guy will perform. I, I feel like you need the guy who's just going to keep it status quo. I heard Kristen say it a couple of times, keep things calm, keep things level. That's this guy, right? And so I prefer that we don't have spotlights on DJ LeMayhew. I would more prefer that we have this an, an, an even-killed team, and, and that's what we're actually seeing right now. Sure, does Judge come in and bail people out all the time? Yeah, and actually that's his role as a slugger on this team. But uh, I'm not unhappy with D.J. LeMahieu. Yeah, it's a little bit lower than we had seen. I just think he's leveled out and he fits right in and letting other people to contribute um, to a holistic, more of a holistic team than one or two guys winning games every night. Oh, follow-up question before to go to Carl. So what about summary level? Uh, I know we have a nice lead in the division. Do you think it's, you know, not not to say this is over, but any concerns out of Toronto and Tampa Bay as they're still chasing us, you know, way back? What are your thoughts? Do you think, uh, or even a situation, you know, more division games down the line? What are your thoughts on how we faced them, especially the sweep earlier this month on Tampa? I thought that was a nice step, especially versus that team, to kind of – put our cleats to their, you know, their shins and, and, and kick them in the head as far as uh, dominance in the division. What are your thoughts as far as Tampa and Toronto now? We've seen them. Uh, uh, division is ours as, as, as far as trajectory. What are your thoughts? Well, it's going to be hard for Tampa to, to make up. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, hold on. Oh, yeah. That's Susie Pratt. I, I was going to say, you'd never go to sleep on any of those teams at any time. No way. I mean, we're talking, it's the end of June. There's so much baseball to be played. We've got to get through some of the toughest months. It's like that marathon that we talk about. Mm -hmm. It's not a sprint to the World Series. It's not a sprint to the playoffs. It's, it's a marathon, and it's slow and steady, and Kristen hit it on the head. We have to stay healthy. We have to have, uh, you know, good maintenance, good use of players, resting, uh, using our strength and conditioning coach. Uh, honestly, Kristen, I think that's where our advantage has been, that we've finally figured out the strength and conditioning, what works for Judge, what works yeah. for Glaber Torres, what needs to be put in place as far as a regiment, uh, individualized attention to those guys. So, Steve, I, I don't sleep on the AL East ever. I don't sleep on any team, but particularly the AL East. Yeah, I, I, when I look at the standings, am I happy? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm right. so happy. I feel like I'm the gold medal on the stand, and, I, and I'm feeling hot and crazy, but – I can't get to a point where I am going to let down my guard because at any moment we can all be bit by an injury bug. We could all mm. fall into a slump. Uh, so, no, I'm, you know, I, none of the, to me, none of them are out of it. I mean, if I was going to call somebody out, obviously Baltimore, but we, you can't sleep. I mean, right now we're sitting here. What is it, the fourth inning? And we're losing, what, like 5-1 to the worst team in baseball? At any yeah. night, at any time, can the worst team be the best team and best your team? And those, and, and think about it, Steve, those annoying losses to the Orioles over the, the last couple seasons, they hurt yeah. us. And then sure. we're not seeing that. Good. We're, we're like battling back. And I'm not about sweeping. I don't need to come in and sweep them all down. I just need to win series after series after series, slowly but surely getting myself into end of September, early October baseball. But then I have to be at my best. See, if I'm at my best now and I start to go down that decline uh, in such a way where I'm giving other teams advantage 
by building up their, their coffers to beat us in August, then I'm, I'm screwed. So, honestly, like, I'm glad we're winning now. I'd like to, to win commandingly like we are, but i got to be a realist here. This is a long-ass season, and you never sleep on the AL East. All right. Hey, Carl, you, you were to say something before we go back to Christian and bring on Av, or what are your thoughts, uh, uh, Carl, uh, to that? As far as some well, in terms of the rest of the, yeah, in terms of the rest of the division, you know, Tampa Bay. I think as of last Wednesday, had lost like eight. They lost players. I think it was eight hundred and sixty uh, days of of manpower they've lost so far this season, compared to the Yankees. I think it was four hundred and twenty. So they, when you when you factor in the the talent gap to start with, the lack of uh, resources that Tampa Bay has to be able to make up for, you know, the amount of guys that get hurt, you know, it's going to be hard for them to really catch up. Now, the, that, does, that does not mean that they can't make the postseason because you have the six teams available. The AL Central sucks. The AL West is bad. So pretty much there is a path for them to get into the postseason and then take their chances in a five-game playoff series, maybe even against the Yankees if it were to come to that. So I think for the other teams in the division, I think all because of the fact that the extra playoff spots are available um, in this case, it's going to be a path where they don't really have to look at trying to outlast the Yankees for the division. They're just getting to the postseason and hope the ball bounces, uh, you know, bounces your way. And maybe you get the Yankees in a five-game playoff series and you, you know, play them three out of five. I think that you probably have a better chance of beating the Yankees three out of five than four out of seven right now. Um, but that's something to be looked at. You know, you guys are talking about LeMay just now, and people keep wondering, you know, what's going on with LeMay? What's going on with LeMay? Maybe the real answer is nothing is wrong, is wrong with LeMay. If you look at, I was looking at this now, I was comparing his, his, his you know, the, the years he, he had before he came to the Yankees and the years while with the Yankees and now the last two years. And his last two years are very reminiscent um, on base and slugging-wise to the last two years that he had in Colorado before he became a Yankee. The outliers of his career essentially have been the time that he's been with the Yankees. So when we ask the question, you know, how come LeMayu, quote-unquote, isn't hitting, maybe that really isn't the real question asked. Maybe the question should be, is LeMayu simply just reverting back to a lot of what he was for his unexpected surge when the Yankees signed him? And do you think that's probably part of the reason why at the time they were hesitant with the contract situation at the time with LeMahieu is probably the way you're just explaining it? Do you think that would – Well, yeah, that's kind of where – Yeah, because if you look at it, his OPS, even in Colorado, for the two in, in the two years before he was signed was 783 and 749. Those were his two years before he came to the Yankees. Then all of a sudden he comes to the Yankees. It's 893, and then in 2020 in the shortened season, it's over 1,000. Like, very rarely does a guy jump that dramatically, you know, without you having to wonder, maybe, is there a little bit of luck in play? Are there certain things that are, are, are happening that, you know, that you didn't really totally expect? And so now that, you know, the, they, the Yankees were essentially pressured into giving him the money because it was, you have to sign DJ, you have to sign him. Well, they gave him the money, and now – based on the results so far of the last, you know, year and change now, he is reverting back to what he was before he was signed. So perhaps their instincts were telling them something, but they didn't act on it. And unfortunately now they're sort of quote unquote stuck with, you know, his contract at the rate he's being paid for the next, what, four years. Uh, it sounds about right. Yeah. After that, that signing, yeah, that sounds about right. Um. All right. Anything else, Carl? Before we go to Christian and then bring on Ash. Um, I'm thinking off the top of my head. You know, I was very. I'm very surprised by the season that Rizzo is having. You know, Rizzo is on pace, I believe, to hit 45 home runs, which is about 12 to 13 more than he ever had with the Cubs. You know, mm-hmm. like his his season has been a very um, unique surprise, uh, at least to me. Um, I, I, I'm very confused, though, by the fans that have the issue with Gallo that they have. Um, as someone who saw Gallo before he was traded, because Texas Stadium, you know, Ranger Stadium is not too far from my house, you know, he's not doing anything different than what he was already doing um, previously. The only real difference is, is that the time he was actually making contact, the ball was going out of the park. That's really the only difference between what is, 
what he's doing now mm-hmm. and what he was doing before. Um, you know, now it's very likely is that a possible situation could develop itself where in the postseason where, you know, he gets, you know, 10 at bats and all of a sudden just happens to run into a few three home runs. And now all of a sudden nobody's talking about his performance during the regular season, which might be what happens, uh, you know, if you project forward. But in terms of like Gallo's day-to-day performance um, as, a, as an offensive player, this has kind of always been what he has been, you know, with outside, you know, I think he's hitting 160 this season so far, but he was hitting about a buck 90 before he, you know, in Texas for the most part. I don't think he ever hit anything more than 209 or 210. This is kind of what he's been. So I'm, I'm a little confused by the, the sort of like visceral reaction to his performance when really his or, performance has kind of always been this way. But oh, even say, what's, with that said, cool, good point, but let me ask you this, and then we'll go to Kristen, and you can answer this too, Carl. They also, the insurance of Carpenter, adding him to the lineup, another lefty bat. Now, maybe that buys Gallo time as well to eventually turn it around, or if the Yankees decide to be buyers in the trade market, what about additional lefty batters to, you know, Gallo doesn't have to be putting it on day in and day out because, you know, you got other guys that could step up. Like when Carpenter came around, he's bombing things into the, into the outfield. Well, I do like Gallo's defense. Uh, defense. You know, that, that to mm-hmm. me is a very valuable aspect. Um, he's much better as a defensive player than Carpenter is. You know, Gallo right, right. is just is so much mm-hmm. better. And so that, there's that part of it that I have to uh, take into account and say, even though he's not hitting, you know, the way I guess folks were expecting, you know, his, his defense is plus. And that cannot, you know, Carpenter, no matter what he does, and, you know, maybe he's just on a, a little, you know, nice little ride right here. You know, whether that goes on, you know, any longer than that, we'll have to see. But I think over the long term, and especially in the, in the short sample, I would, I would still take Gallo. But to be honest with you, if the Yankees could, you know, just release him, they probably would. But there is a, big, there is a part of this where they want to see this through and not just, you know, release him right. or just, you know, trade him on the dollar. That has to be taken into account. I, yeah, I definitely could see that for sure. Oh, man, Stanton, yeah. All right, shout out to Stan. <laughs> a few moments. Yeah. Ago. Let's go to Kristen. <laughs> you were waiting to say that, huh, Kristen? Then we get to ask. What about these uh, these relievers? Uh, uh, Let me tell you. Know, he had that. He had that. He had that opposite uh, field bomb down the right field line versus Houston too, just to break up the Dan no hitter. But uh, you know, what about these this pen man? Let's give him some love, man. Peralta. Remember, I was kind of killing him when we got him in the trade a few years ago. Remember, we traded him for uh, uh, Susie Prosboy. Um, and then, uh, you know, Castro has been pitching well. Michael King did a phenomenal job. I mean, and we know Carl was guttering, you know, you know, on, on, on Clay Holmes. I mean, it, it's only going to get stronger when Elijah comes back, like uh, Susie Prosser. What are your thoughts on that? And then also uh, this game versus Oakland and uh, anything else you want to say uh, on the season before we get at it? Because we, gotta, we all got to ask Av the most important question of the night. Did, that we all answered. Dude, dude, did you just, like – Put salt in my wound from Mike Talkman. Is that what just hey, happened? Did I, I mean, hear you I say mean, that? I mean, but, but it was more about Peralta because remember, me and you were on Peralta's ass when he first came in. We didn't like it. It was kind of, eh. but he's kind of subtle. Did you just put? Salt I know. I know. I, I apologize. You just you 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 evoked this anger. I've been calm. <laughs> yeah, I miss Mike Talkman. But, but but he has been hurt, and Wongi Poralta has contributed from the yeah. uh, from the bullpen. So okay, fair enough. What's your question? What's your true question? Oh no 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 no! Oh no no! I'm good. I was going to let Kristen far away. I'm good, man. I just oh, I was just giving him proper. Away. But you you did. But you did put salt in my wounds. So I, I sorry. Kristen, I, I apologize. That, that, that no, not at all. Not at all. No, I, I apologize. I apologize. The floor is yours, Kristen. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm happy with I'm I'm really happy with the way the guys are being pickier with the pitches. Nobody's just swinging at friggin' anything, which I really like. Staying last year, just swinging at shit, and um, Judge was caught a few times doing. These guys are really taking the time. 
I can't how many times we were walked this weekend. But that's what I like to see. These guys are thinking. They're taking their time. Don't rush it. Everything's going to come. DJ's going to make his turnaround. He'll pick it up. You know, I don't think we're going to fizzle out just yet. It's, we're, we're too hot, and we're on such a high right now. It's like I, I can't see us stopping. The only thing that's going to stop us is health and injuries. You know, that's it. I, I honestly think that. I think everybody's doing so well. And like I said, I love the way Stanton's hitting because a few years ago I was dogging him too. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> You were. Oh God! We got the rant Terrible! Got the- I was oh that poor man. <laughs> he was and then, um, and he Hicks too. I used to tear him up too. He couldn't oh. hit a beach ball on fire. I- I'll so, be honest with you, Kristen. That stare down on that three run home run. I mean, we tied that game, but that Ricky Henderson stare type of shit. That yeah. Guy, I gave it a pass. Yeah. I gave it a pass, but normally I'm not feeling that. But go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Um, but yeah, I, I just I'm thrilled. I'm really thrilled. I just I just hope they keep this up. I want to see them really turn it on in September and everybody's real. I mean, DJ and Stanton and Judge. I don't want these guys. I don't want them to get cold, especially Riz, Trevina, all these guys. They're, I mean, yeah, he's been a good. It's just cool. like we've got too many weapons. You know, I'm sitting here looking at him, and it's like we've got crazy weapons. Defensively, offensively, it's just we're a different breed this year. You know, we're 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 definitely going all the way this year. You brought up a good point. They're catching. No more uh, Sanchez. Javino's back there. Oh my God! With the mask. Calling better games. Did you see him when we played him the other night? Did you see him in our series? Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. You got me. When we played them, (laughs) and that freaking ball went behind him, and he's looking at the ground. And you with a whole nother you with a whole nother freaking organization. You look bananas. You look great. He looked like a lost puppy. And here people are rounding the bases, looking clueless, looking for it. Don't think for one second to put your freaking mask off. Not for one second. And he still looked. It took him at least two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. Shit. The ball's three inches away from the man, and he's still looking for it. I said, this is banana. I'm so glad we dumped him. I can't even tell you. That was the best thing we could have ever done. Our catchers are stellar. That was a gift from God. That was stellar. a gift from God, really. Christian. Oh, my yes. God. That man was. Oh, Lord. You talk about frustrating. Watching oh. him, it was, especially the other night, and I was like, oh, my God, he's doing it again. But with us, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. He is a mess. Yeah. He's just a mess. I don't know. And and you could take your you can take your hitting. You could take that, too. I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm glad that, we unloaded man. that. That was that was a load off our shoulders, honey. No doubt. Shout out to Kristen Nickelbacker, Av, our source for the streets for the Knicks. Can't wait to talk to him also on Thursday, uh, on Wednesday. But also, uh, he's got some thoughts on his Yankees. Now, Av, we asked everybody tonight. I am dying. You, me, you are me, you and Kristen and Susie probably are the exact same blue for our teams. I gotta ask you, bro. The team you hate right now, or just all time, is who? And please, sir, your thoughts on the Yankees. The team that I hate the most in all, all of baseball and probably, no, no, and probably sports, in sports, all time. Sports, 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 sports. Okay. It's definitely the Boston Red Sox. Okay. It will forever be the Boston Red Sox. Okay. Absolutely. The Houston Astros, the Houston Astros are getting a close second. <laughs> because I can't, but it's Thank still Boston to me, and and, and and frankly, I get it. And frankly, here's here's the crazy part. Here's the crazy part. Like I don't hate. Like I know that they're the division of a rival, but I actually like the the Baltimore Orioles. Why do I like them? Because we beat their asses constantly. 
So of course you're gonna love you're gonna love any any road trip that heads on to Baltimore and into Camden Yards and you're like, well, Glaber's gonna hit like twenty something home runs in the three game set. You know the judge is gonna is gonna cream at least two balls you know out of the park. You know Stan is gonna kill it, and you know the pitching is gonna be hit is gonna be is gonna be mowing dudes down because hell they freaking suck. Until the day happens that you know Baltimore actually you know starts to feel the winning team, I like them. I like going to Baltimore. I've been to Baltimore. Kansas Yards is a beautiful ballpark. And, frankly, I love it when the Yankees are in town. Tampa, not so much. You know, because they had, they had our number for, you know, since their inception. But, number one, all time, hated in most team in all, of, in, in all sports is the Boston Red Sox. I'll tell you a, a, quick, you know, a quick story. I think everybody here has a 2004 story. No, it's easy, yeah, right. easy. It's not, not, not tonight. We're not ready for that. We're not, we're not mentally ready. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll, hold on. I'll keep it clean and I'll keep it fair, short. Fair. Okay. Okay. I was. I'm. I'm not. A, I'm not considered a very religious man, but I okay. was on my hands and knees with like three rosaries, praying to God that He hears me, that we don't lose that damn series. Game seven. When it finally happened, I kind of denounced God for about you know a good couple of weeks. He's like, I don't, I don't believe in you. That's how bad oh, it, it, it hurts me. Houston, 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 Houston. I hate for for a number of different reasons, but it's but but it's starting to become an issue now that you know the the Rockets took out the Knicks in '94, and now. You know, and then the Astros cheated us out of a World Series, um, you know, back in um, in '17. So they're number two for now. But um, look, it was a good, it was a much needed win yesterday. Um, it was because I because I couldn't stand being no hit for a second straight day. I couldn't stand to lose this team anymore, or for them to win three out of four, you know, come into that series. But aside from that, the Yankees have been, you know. They're hitting on all. Um, and I was listening to you guys talk about LeMahieu. Well, um, it, you know, and all the statistics, I was going to mention that, so you kind of killed me on that one, Carl, I think it was. Um, but, here's, but, but here's the crazy thing. Look at the lineup. Look at this Yankee lineup from top to bottom, Either, whether Trevino or, 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 or this guy or that guy, you know, happens to be getting a day. If Donaldson's in and out of the, the lineup – you have a lot of firepower going up and down that lineup. So the pitchers are dialed in. And obviously right now, LeMahieu is going through a little bit of a slump. Besides the fact that, he, you know, he hit that crazy home run yesterday. I, I still don't know how he hit that because that was like really knee deep inside the, inside the zone and, and on his hands. And he just like swung on his arm. I thought that was going foul and it just went out of the park. But the, but the, the fact is, is, like, look at this lineup and look at the kind of pitching he's facing. You know, the pitchers are dialed in to take care of Judge, Stanton. Um, they're, uh, you know, they're focusing on, you know, some of the easy outs like Hicks. You know, they're looking at Gallo. They're looking at, they're looking at Rizzo. They're looking at, I mean, they're you know, looking up and down the lineup. So, so LeMahieu, if he's not, you know, if you've got guys that are hot, that means that you're going to have some, you know, some points in your lineup where they're not. And that tends to happen in almost every single situation since the beginning of time. You're going to have two or three guys hot, two or three guys not. Very rarely do you have an entire lineup hitting from top to bottom, killing it on all sides. Because if that were to be the case, we'd have, what, what would it be, like a 25-game lead over the division and at least a 10-game lead over the whole league? You know, we can't win them all. And, some, and like, in, like in tonight's case, Oakland can't lose them all. So, but I, I mean, I'm very happy with, with what I'm seeing. Um, the pitching is starting to kind of like, you know, worry me a little bit because now they're starting to show some, you, you, you know, you know, some dings in their armor. But I'm okay with that. And I know that you guys are all talking about September baseball, which is great because obviously I'm focused on that too. But we still have all of July and August. And if you pick the, take a look at that schedule, it does not look pretty. It looks like we had the we had the very good benefit of having you know such an easier schedule you know for the first seventy three games, you know with a couple of you know knockers here and there, 
Now we're going to be hitting, you know, a lot of teams that are going to be making that playoff push. You're going to see, you're going to be seeing teams like the Mets. <laughs> you're going to see a different Tampa Bay team. You're going to see a different Toronto team. You're going to start seeing, you know, yeah, I know the Central and the West suck, but you're going to see a, a better White Sox team. I think we play them one more time. Like, or if not, I'm, I'm not being mistaken. We're going to be seeing some of these other teams, and we're going to, you know, and they're going to be either playing spoiler or they're going to be playing, you know, you know, for at least some kind of playoff contention and consideration. Because like, like it was stated before, the West and the Central is up for grabs. The East is already spoken for. But that, that wild card spot, man, the, the, you know, there's two of them. And so any, I, I, I'm, I'm almost forecasting there's going to be three teams from the American League East going into the postseason, New York, Toronto, and, and, and Tampa. Um, and it's kind of looking that way, you know, more and more, because I don't see anybody out West. I don't see anybody in the Central. I don't see anyone anywhere else, and it's not like they're gonna they're gonna give um, they're gonna give another um, playoff spot to a National League team. So yeah, you know this is year of time. I know we're all looking forward forecasting and looking towards September. I'm prepared for right now. I have to be because if being a Knicks fan has taught me anything, you cannot overlook the opponent in front of you and just look at that schedule. See who we got going on, you know, right after Oakland, after this, after that. Just look at that schedule. Any one of them can spoil our fun. And at any point, there, you know, there's, there's at least 50 more opportunities for one of our guys or two of our guys or more of our guys to get hurt. Because health, like you said, um, is absolutely true. That's, that's our only Achilles heel at the moment, is that we can fall down once somebody gets hurt. Right. All right, cool. Let's jump into final thoughts and get to this game. Kristen, let's go with you first, and then uh, we'll go to Carl and Adam and Susie Prof. Uh, Kristen, final thoughts. And it's good to hear from you guys and gals. Thank you, guys. It was a lot of fun tonight, first and foremost. Um, you know, I just want us to stay healthy, keep the momentum up, be level-headed, stay calm, watch the pitches, don't just swing at everything. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. Just keep doing what we're doing, and we'll be good. We'll be good. We've got to be Boston. We've got to, okay? There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They can't get anywhere near us. <laughs> so let's yeah. keep it that way. Let's keep it that way. Like you said, let's look at the schedule because <laughs> it is. It's no joke. Like, it's not easy. None of us. None of these teams are. And you already know the bottom feeders always get hungry last minute and end up doing some flim-flam, and we end up losing to these crappy bottom feeders. And we can't let that happen later on in the season. But for right now, let's just enjoy the glory that we're having right now. Enjoy these spectacular wins. Everybody's good. We're healthy for the most part. Let's just keep winning and keep the train going. And, and one more thought. One more thing, Kristen. Thank you. One more thought or a question for you. Do you have any thoughts around, you know, the rest of baseball teams, players that you think are, you know, doing well, you want to give them a shout-out or things that you've been seeing besides the Yankees, then we'll go to Carl and get his thoughts on that as well. Not at all, but that Angels game the other night was an absolute disaster zone. Absolute disaster zone. The, the fight, the ball yeah, right. that they had oh, yeah, off the bench, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was Absolute mayhem. I haven't seen that in years. That's a disaster. So that yeah, that was, that, that, was, that was borderline mouse in the palace kind of stuff, though. But to be honest, I actually like it. It was ugly, and it was super petty. Like, I've never seen – like, I understand the dangerous hits and the dangerous pitches. That should have been called. Those, th- those things, I mean, as far as the ejection, maybe they should have to avoid all of that. But they kept him in, he did it again, and then he hit another guy. So it's like, where do you draw the line as an official? Like, what are you guys doing? Somebody could have really got hurt. Well, they mm-hmm. did. 15 guys got hurt now instead of two. But my whole thing is it, it was so ridiculous, and it could have been taken care of a long time ago. It didn't have to escalate to that, and it was just sad to see it. Mm. That's it. I'm good for the night. Go Yankees, and it was good to hear from everybody, and I'm so glad I made the show tonight. Bleed blue. Salute. 
Lee Blue, shout outs to Christian. Carl, final thoughts at the C notes. Shout outs to uh, Christian. Go ahead, Carl, final thoughts. Man. Anything around baseball as well for you. Yeah, you know, saying saying goodbye, you know, there's going to be about a 30-game stretch here for the Yanks uh, where there's going to be a bit of a market correction. They're not going to play 726 baseball for the for the entirety of the season, so just be prepared for that. Um, the Yankee fans booing Altuve consistently. Can we – can fans please, please. The, the defense think it's working, by the way? Because the last time I checked, it seems like Altuve is not really being affected by any of these boos or the – visceral reaction that he gets at the stadium. Like, I may want to chart a different course uh, in terms of that. Uh, around the league, man, I- I'm sorry. There are just so many shitty teams. I mean, I think it's 20% of the league has a 40, is, a, is at 40% winning percentage or low. Like, that is insane if you just think about it. Like, one, basically one out of every five teams is god-awful. So I keep wondering, are some of these records that I'm seeing around baseball, are these records somewhat inflated? Because, I mean, the, the amount of just, you know, and that doesn't even get to the amount of teams that are just under 500, but the amount of just really, really bad teams, including the one that we're watching tonight. I don't know if the A's are going to win tonight or not. They may win. But, you know, I don't know. This is not sustainable. The, I, I know the only way to do this is to sort of get everybody that's at the top, bring them, you know, somewhere to the middle and bring the guys at the, at the bottom somewhat to the, to the middle of the, uh, of, of the money, money spectrum. But, you know, night in and night out, you know, you cannot have enough of these games where just terrible teams are just, you know, getting bludgeoned by the really, really good teams. That, that something has to change. Maybe this is just an anomaly year for that, but, man, it's, it's, it makes the games very difficult to watch on a nightly basis. Shout-outs to Carl. Thank you. At the scene, no, shout-outs to Carl, man. Thank you, man, on that, on, 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 your, on your thoughts. Uh, Av, your, your final thoughts, sir, and then we'll go to Susie Prof after that. Well, uh, final thought is I've been saying this for the last month. How long have I been saying this, this hashtag? Um, 28 is on the way. And, oh, yeah, you um, know, you know, yeah. I've been saying that for quite some time now, but um, to, to, to Carl's point, you know, the bad, the bad baseball that's being played, out, you know, outside of Yankee Stadium and, uh, Dodger Stadium and maybe City Field and maybe a couple other places. Um, it's I I've never seen something like this ever happen where we have so many bad teams and only and a huge separation between the good and the bad. However, I have to look at it in the you know the, the most positive way I possibly can, and that's obviously there's going to be a lot of sellers, you know, come trading deadline. There's going to be a bunch of them. Because a lot of them are going to try to, you know, are going to look at the standings. They're going to look at their schedule. They're going to look at their rosters. And they're going to be thinking, you know, what is it going to take for us to get to the next level? And, you know, maybe they will dump, you know, some of these big salaries. You know, because, unfortunately, the free agent class of, of, of next year doesn't look that great. I mean, besides after Aaron Judge, should he enter free agency? It's pretty much slim picking because everybody else seems to be locked up in long-term deals as it is. But – First of all, on that point, um, Steinbrenner, Mr. Steinbrenner, you know, whichever one, Hal, Hank, whatever, I, 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 I lose track after a while, um, you're going to have to pay Judge, and you're going to end up paying him $35 million a year. Um, and that's not a prediction. That's, a, that's what you have to do. You're going to have to do it. This guy is playing out of his fucking mind. He is the face of baseball in this season. He has eclipsed Mike Trout, and you have to pay the man. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. No apologies necessary. Just pay the fucking dude, and let's get to winning championships like the Yankees used to. Because right now, if you if we go into this into this postseason and do not come, and do not come up with a, with a world championship, your father will be fucking rolling over on his grave and be bugging and, and be bugging Yogi Berra in hell. <laughs> Yogi and Billy will probably have to. Yogi and poor Yogi and fucking and, and fucking Billy Martin will have to listen to that man bitch and moan and complain in, 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 in the eternal inferno because his son is doing whatever the fuck it is that he wants to do trying to penny pinch this, this damn organization. For Christ's sake, we used to be the evil empire that spent who's, who's supposedly, according to everybody else, you know, if you if, you, if ever, anybody else listens to you know, other fans, we buy our championships. Well, guess what? They're not fucking free. And, and, and <laughs> Hal's making it seem like, Hal's making it seem like it's worth a billion dollars. For Christ's sake, pay the fucking guy. 
And on top of that, I bid you adieu till Wednesday because I had to go back. I had to go back on the hardwood. But folks, it's been a pleasure. Um, thank you for having me in the dugout. I appreciate it with all my heart. And go Yankees all day. Sangre so Azul. Make a buck have on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You know where to find me. Yep. Have out. Thank you, Connor. Yep, Make a on Wednesday on the hoops, man. Shout out to Avon on his Yankees, man. And of course, Susie Prob the Yankee Blue, man. I gotta get some articles and read some things, man, so I can see you go berserk and I can share it. Final thoughts from you, ladies. Yeah. Yeah, tomorrow is uh I'll be writing. Uh so Wednesdays and Sundays you can catch my column on Bleeding Yankee Blue at Bleeding Yankee Blue dot com. I'm at Susie Prof one and at Susie Prof in Twitter. Uh Steve, you know, I mean, I bleed the passion. I bleed the heart of baseball. Uh, I love to see the Yankees win. I love to see them on the high note. I'm a realist. I know that we're not going to be able to stay exactly where we are, but we've got to uh, stake claim in, in, at the top of the division, stay healthy, keep hitting, with runners in, in scoring position, don't lose to bad teams. I think I used the word, uh, we can't cave to teams like the Astros. We can't lose to teams like the A's or the Orioles. We can't afford it. And we've got to play hard and we've got to play smart and continue to show our dominance. It's like when we walk into a stadium we have to walk in like we're going to take down the stadium, like we're going to win every at-bat and, and uh, you know, take this team down. We have to come in confidently. Even if we don't win, we still have to come in like we're going to win. And nine times out of ten, I think, I think we can do it. Uh, but, again, it comes down to this is a long season, staying healthy, planning ahead, and ensuring that we are the best team on the field every single night. And Aaron Boone, for all his fault, I mean, finally things are clicking this year between starting pitching, bullpen, and hitting runners in scoring position. We're doing it now. It's not just relying on the long ball. We're running. We're running hard. We're taking extra chances. And, and honestly, Steve, that having good defense cannot be underestimated. And I think that's adding to the confidence at the plate. So uh, let's let's keep going. Let's keep rolling. And I welcome your suggestions uh, for more pieces, for things you want me to delve into, um, all about the fan and the fan's uh, take on, on the game. And let's keep going, Steve. Let's keep rolling. Let's have fun. And, oh, one more thing from you, Susie, Prof, uh, around baseball. Um, <laughs> Uh, Carl mentioned a lot of the bad teams. Anything good or bad or indifferent? I know uh, 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 Kristen brought up the uh, the brawl with the Mariners and the Angels. Uh, anything from baseball that you've been watching or noticing from uh, Bird's Eye View? <laughs> well, I'm not a fan of, of today's umpires. Uh, so I think some of the calls on the field are just ridiculous. The other oh, night, yeah. uh, I think it was IKF that was out. Right. That was a joke. That was cool. uh, mm-hmm. So I, I, I'd have to put my 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 thoughts into here we go again. It's the umpire what? show. Uh, so right. I'll, I'll I'll lay my hat tonight. But what do you think? Of, what do you think about like not overturning that? I, they're, they're saying not enough video evidence to overturn. I thought it was safe. Ridiculous. Even with the review, he was like, so safe. Right. He was so safe. I I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's getting ridiculous with these calls I mean he was clearly safe you can see it on the screen in center field every fan saw it we all saw it and they're calling it safe I don't know what they're what what kind of equipment are they looking for to turn a play like that over because that was definitely something that if you're going to take a look Boone is saying headphones on I have to tell you there was a play the other night uh, in the Met game, where Buck Showalter called for uh, a replay, a relook, and and it was overturned in favor of the Mets. I don't get it. It's like the umpires have this additional like power, and and I'm not real sure. Like I don't know. Okay, you look at it. We all see it. We see he's safe. Is it that you know what? <laughs> we called it. That's it. 
I, I don't know. I, it's, it's like hocus pocus. Like that, you know. What, I have no idea what, what comes over them, but I, 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 I am aggravated by the umpire show, which I think in some ways agitates the players a little bit more, puts them exactly. more at, at, in, in, in anxious, and then maybe Kristen. That's why we see some of these ridiculous displays of anger on the field. I mean, who throws sure. sunflower seeds across the field? I mean, that was that's actually what I mean. so ridiculous. Right. It was crazy. But it's the umpires that are irritating me. Yeah. That, that's where I would say my And that could have been stopped. It could have been stopped. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. 100%. Uh, shout out to Susie Prof. Susie Prof on BleedingYankeeBlue.com. Uh, check out her articles on the website and on, on her Twitter and IG post. And as I get out, you know, you know, everything's pretty much been covered for the Yankees. I like the defense, too, and I love the slide and catch by Rizzo the other day as well. You know, uh, that was beautiful, mm. man. You can't you – know, there's so many great things happening. Uh, around baseball, there's two series I wanted to touch on in the, in the NL, and it was from this past week and some change. The Cardinals and Brewers, I said this in a prior uh, – uh, baseball podcast with that that series is just going to be nipping up for the rest of the year so buckle up and I also watched uh, some of the Dodgers Braves uh, you know saw Freddie Freeman going back to uh, play against the Braves uh, he, he had like a tearful press conference before the game and the Dodgers took two out of three so that's a series I was keeping tabs on as well even though the Mets have been doing the thing but uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks uh, right before the All-Star break and shout out to Susie Prof, Carl uh, Kristen and Nickelbacker Ave, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, and see you guys on Twitter and also on the ground. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue.